Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning, everyone out there. This is Inside Nigeria for Monday, August 23, 2001. Welcome on board for the first edition of the week. My name is Bode Badebo. I am with my co-host this morning, Winifred Ogrebo. Good morning and welcome to Inside Nigeria. It's a great pleasure for, to be with you this Monday morning. Welcome. Yeah, and of course, we are not alone this morning. We are with our regular Monday analyst, Tai Odewale. Tai Odewale is an Abuja-based public affairs analyst and journalist with the Blueprint newspaper. Odewale, welcome to the Leadership Podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Welcome. So how was your weekend, sir? Oh, oh, oh. Looking fresher. <laughs> and of course, we're starting as usual with Nigeria's most influential newspaper, The Leadership. And on the front page of The Leadership this morning, seven weeks after, 65 better Baptist students still in captivity as 15 regain freedom. Seven weeks after, 65 better Baptist students in captivity as 15 regain freedom. And of course, we have some disturbing statistics on the front page of Leadership this morning. Islamia Pupil spent 85 days in kidnappers' den. 79 federal government college bringing Yahoo students have spent 77 days. Bandit killed two pastors, 24 others in Benway, Kaduna and Kasina. And of course, Kaduna government is ordering a probe of the latest Zango Katav killings. Quite a disturbing headline this morning on the front page of the leadership. But we need to call government to action. Very, very disturbing, honestly speaking. Look at it. 85 days for Islamina Pupil, 79 for students of a discipline in Yahweh, and 48 for the better Baptist and this thing. In a country <laughs> where you have uh, all the security operatives, talk of the military, talk of police, even if you have to have uh, the civil defense to it, those state operations can be carried out to rescue this Pupil. Uh, if you watch uh, the 15 uh, uh, students of Mbete uh, released yesterday, when the parents of the head of the Baptist Service, they were asked whether they pay ransom or not. It's that is very discreet that they paid. They didn't mention any amount, but they didn't uh, uh, say that the government played any role no. there. It's very, very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. It shows that uh, in Nigeria, God forbid, Anybody that have access to arm and ammunition, it is difficult for government to cope with. So is government telling again that it is armless, uh, uh, I will let this help them, armless agitators or uh, whatever, like uh, you know, they can send them go and go. Those are the people government can go after. Not criminals. The moment you are armed, the government is a capacity thing. It shouldn't be so, honestly speaking. As well as the government need to wake up. And find solution to this. Just like a uh, commander, you know, jokingly put it, he said the uh, government uh, efforts in uh, tackling bandit kill is uh, is most effective when you are outside the country. So look at Nambikanu, uh, look at uh, Sunday. It's just you know what you just said in language. What you just said that the uh, government might is stronger where those activists are concerned. 
It's very, very unfortunate. And if you see that uh, seven weeks after, that is almost two months. Yes. Two months. And the problem has to do with our spirit. And it's not that all of them have regained their freedom. It's just if you recall also at the weekend, uh, popular Kaduna based Islamic cleric, Sheikh mm -hmm. Ahmad Komi, mm -hmm. also said, well, uh, reacting to President Muhammad Buhari's son's wedding in Kano, and the report of about 100 private jets that landed yeah, in Kano. Yeah, yeah. He said, people who flew private jet to Kano were abandoned yes. because Nigerians are in captivity while they are enjoying their own allowance. Would you say government is not sensitive to the plight of Nigerians? Government is not sensitive. There is no any other better way of uh, government describing, is it. Of describing it. I, I, the reality is there now. How in your country, in some people, Kidnaps of people, they spend some something days, something mm. days, but something days, not three days, not two days, so in the same country. And uh, those in the position of authority are going to bed with their two eyes closed, mm -hmm. as if nothing has happened. And what I wanted to comment on before you ask me that question is that uh, the problem lies in the security architecture. I think uh, government is supposed to know that, uh, especially our federal lawmakers and state lawmakers, the high time we Stop this uh, centralized security architecture. The other we, we decentralize it, the better. The decentralized security architecture has failed. And there is not no amount of money you pump into it. As long as you want to be fighting crime from Abuja, there is no way criminals will not beat you to it. That, that is it. And of course, you know, the security architecture will not restructure itself. So the blame for me. It's with the political leadership. And that was the reason why I say federal lawmakers and state lawmakers. The constitution review exercise is going on. Let me mention just one item. One item that is there. Uh, policy mm. is one of the 68 items that is in the exclusive list. Mm. supposed to be uh, brought to Give up down the concurrent list. The federal police should be there as it is. And then the state uh, that had the financial well with that, mm. they set up uh, their own. The state will be able to checkmate. Uh, these uh, local uh, crimes are here and there. That is the that is it. And there is no federation that is running the type of security architecture we are running. And that is why we are having this. Uh, so our own federation is the odd one. Because federation across the world are actually practicing true federation. Abnormality. <laughs> okay. What in that sense? What we have are obsolete laws. Obsolete laws. Mm -hmm. You understand that we are still having uh, policing security in the exclusive list exclusive reserve of the federal government which is not good because most times state governments have cried out have even talked to these uh, security apparatus to act especially when criminality is taking place in that domain mm -hmm. and those ones who say they are still waiting for amendment to actually make sure that you have a system that works there is no way you can beat criminals to it they operate at local level Recently, recently, there was call for community policing, and of course, most state all state governments mm. were in agreement with it. I don't know what has happened to that. You see that community policing, it was the former IG, Bide Pass IG, mm. uh, Mohamed Abubakar or something like that. Bide Pass IG mm. was the one who came with that, and I, for my investigation, that was part of the uh, thesis he wrote. I mm. what I said. What did they mean by community policing? So, are they telling you that the police we have now, they are policing the room? Of this kind, they are not policing community. That is nonsense. What do you mean by community policing? Nigeria is a federation. Each of the states supposed to have its own police under its control. That is a police as we have it in my area. There is a police division, even national assembly, like DPO. I want to show what I'm talking about community policing. Police are not policing the community, but because the command structure, 
is centralized. Right. That is right. what is a capacity they need from stemming effective politics. Yes, that is it. Okay, Odwale, we need to move away to leadership uh, sister publication. Yes. The national economy. Yes, and the national economy has on its cover today how federal government, private sectors, sectors partnership revived local fertilizer blending plants. How federal government, private sectors partnership revived local fertilizer blending plants. And on this right, I will have as investments in local production since 2016 hit 8 billion naira. That is national economy. $8 billion. Yes, $8 billion. Dollars. In fact, January is when I saw this thing. That means uh, the effort to diversify the economy along the agricultural system, mm. the green light is being uh, shown. It's a very good development. I'm very happy with that. that uh, uh, what uh, started in 2016, we are seeing a lot of uh, progress because mm. fertilizer is very, very important. Everything of uh, food, cash, production, and so on and so forth. So if they have achieved this, in the next five, ten years, I think uh, diversification will be more accurate in the uh, sector. Yeah, the one is that our farmers actually, uh, did, they, did they really have access to this fertilizer? Is it accessible now? Um, uh, uh, I have been residing in Buwa since 1995. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think uh, I'm very close to Buwa. What they used to do for those farmers, the government used to subsidize. The farmers have their various goods. So they have access, we say they have access to it. Based on what I, I am seeing in one area council, you know, the baggage, there are farmers, and there are other tribes like Koro, Gandara, water food. The one area council give them fertilizer and subsidize. I don't know how the state government uh, exactly because uh, I heard um, I heard reports of some state governments complaining that uh, most times the uh, access you're talking about is mainly in the northern uh, states of the federation. So I don't really know how. Okay, and Abuja too is uh, part of the. <laughs> I really don't know. Abuja that I've started as a sample is also part of the northern uh, part of the country. Uh, I don't I don't think it will be true that. Uh, all the crop fertilizer will be based in one part of the country. Uh, the, the 17 state government in the staff are not distinct enough without assessing this very important uh, agricultural subject. Well, there are many angles to these stories that we need to actually digest very well. You know, before the commencement of the presidential fertilizer initiative in 2016, we learned that there were only 11 fertilizer blending plants in the country. But as we speak, because of that initiative under President Mahmoud Buhari administration, we now have 46 fertilizer blending plants. And a lot of our private people are also invested to the tune of $8 billion. From 11 to 46, exactly. it's very, very demanding. In the last five years yeah, or so. It's very, very demanding. Yeah. I think the government needs to be applauded for, for that, for that uh, achievement, despite the awful failure as far as uh, security is concerned. So the government continues along, but even this uh, fertilizer, without government addressing the problem of uh, insecurity, the farmers collecting the fertilizer will not be able to go and apply it exactly. if the farm is not uh, secured. Uh, nevertheless, our food yes, 
Nevertheless, I think uh, uh, kudos to government for this achievement and uh, the temple should be sustained. Even though despite all these uh, statistics, people are still, uh, farmers are still are having issues with assessing uh, fertilizer at affordable price. At affordable price. Yes. And that, I mean, maybe a, a one we make is maybe to the state government to help in subsidizing it. As I said here yeah, in Abuja, I've given you the example of Bali It's well subsidized. I live uh, within the neighborhood of the Bagis. I know mm -hmm. how they collect the fertilizer. And I know that people collecting the fertilizer are not uh, fabulously rich uh, farmers. So mm -hmm. it's the government that subsidizes the problem. Are you still talking about subsidy? No, I'm not talking of federal government. Okay. I'm telling a state government. government. To subsidize? Yes. Um, okay. As um, area councils okay. are doing. Okay. In Abuja, that's okay. how so this fertilizer success story is not complete if farmers cannot if there is no access to it then at affordable price for of, uh, food productivity I mean, uh, mass production without uh, people who are supposed to use it not having access to it of course we are moving to the next newspaper on our menu for this morning the blueprint and of course on the front page of blueprint this morning just muslims to christians we will protect churches in our domain just Muslims to Christians. We will protect churches in our domain. Ogum evacuates 80 stranded religious students. Lalong begs Akebedolu as we decry attacks on students, staffers. You know, this is another disturbing story, even though one good thing about it is that we are trying to now see uh, cooperation, understanding between two major religious organizations, Christianity and Islam. Now, Muslims are saying they will protect churches. That is very good. Since uh, Muslim are saying they protect uh, churches, automatically Christians need to protect uh, Muslims and if they are attacked by their very Christians. If that is done, I think that will put uh, those who are fond of uh, hiding under religion to commit uh, crime, it will put them to shame. Since if they know that uh, other adherents of their faith uh -huh. are not on the same page uh -huh. with them, I think. Uh, Stop that uh, embarrassment that we are having in the country. It's very, very disturbing. I don't know how University of okay, it's not even University of Georgia. It's a play to state. How they be able to anyway, gradually peace is being uh, restored back to the states. I don't feel that that one is no, Remember, incidentally, you are here last Monday when we had the commissioner for yes. information on just a kid, and we asked him whether why is it that we have seen arrests but we have not seen trials, punishment, and and the rest of them. Maybe that is why nobody is able to break the cycle of the reverse attack. Exactly. That's the reason why. In fact, I, I, can't, uh, I can't think of any mob action in Nigeria that has taken place and then uh, alleged perpetrators were arrested and prosecuted. And that's not true. Do, but I doubt whether there will be any instance. Yeah, and as you rightly like said, that is what is uh, 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 making uh, other people to go into such so a. Uh, yes. Uh, All right, we need to move to the next newspaper on our menu, Winfred. The Punch. Yes, The Punch is our next uh, newspaper that we are reviewing this morning. And The Punch has on its cover government 4.8 billion naira pledge. Federal government can't be trusted, says Nant. That is National Association of Resident Daughters. We negotiated with Nigerian Medical Association Minister 
insist. And it has on this rider, we can't go back to our members with empty promises. Pay first, none. That is National Association of Resident Doctors in Nigeria. Then second bullet has, we didn't hold talks with you. Your matter is in court in the day, first doctors. I take that again. Government, 4.8 billion naira pledge. Federal government can't be trusted, says none. We negotiated with NMA, minister insists. You know, it's the battle between the National Association of Resident Doctors and the, the federal government, anyway, represented by a minister in the day. It's still dragging on, and everybody thought that by this weekend there will be an impasse. So, what is happening? For this uh, submission that uh, government negotiated with the NMA, which body is on strike? It's not. It's not. It's not. National Association of Resident Doctors. These are doctors that are undergoing training. Even though you know, we say you cannot shave somebody's head uh, behind his back. Or they are, you cannot shave somebody's head behind his back. You can't. That, that, that is because Pedotume uh, Saturday, honestly speaking, a family friend, daughter of a family for almost nine, student of a government, federal government college. Somebody will be there. 
that we connect your card and then tell you the which the doctor to read and then there might be somebody who will be there to test your pp and what have you so information doctors need to have on the card so my appeal is government should uh, i think all the stakeholders in that sector they need to be spoken to then we sit together together and appeal to them all this is a strike in that sector a lot of lives have been lost it's it's a, it's a lingering issue that has been Honestly speaking, I don't want to go the way of the late uh, or your state uh, governor, Ajimobi. Um, he was very, very proud. I know if Ajimobi was uh, president or minister, eh, he handled this issue. He would have created controversy by saying the obvious fact. He would have told uh, the other uh, practitioners that no, 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 you can't compare yourself. Eh, with the doctors, mm. eh, if you want to get what you are doing with the doctor, you should go back to Zubu and rest. Uh, okay. eh. But uh, you know why you say that to have this offensive? Very, eh, very. Eh, they will not take it. As and the work the other people are doing are very, very important. But what you are saying that the work you are doing, somebody need to carry out diagnosis mm. eh, so that you now eh, be able to do your own work. It is doctor that to do the diagnosis that okay, this is the ailment this person is having. At that point, okay, nurses will call me, then the drugs will be recommended, pharmacy will call me, uh, if there are tests to be carried out, laboratory scientists will call me, and so on and so forth. Doctor is the vital this thing. It is. And now, uh, someone, I'm, like, I'm somebody that has covered this sector for a long period of time, so I know the issues that are there. There's just, like what you call it, there's so much ego. Ego is the thing. Because by the time this issue is resolved, you know, with none, you can bet the health practitioners they are coming up again with their own demand. And if the federal government does not make that demand, they are also going on their and own. And then, as you have it in the don't forget the same thing is the education sector. Yes. If ASU goes on strike, and at the end of the day, government gives ASU some concessions, NASU, and then there's other, SAMU, all of them will also come out and say so, so, so. And then the student going to the university, he's not going there to meet a member of NASU or SAMU. He's going there to dot by the by the lecturer. Yes, we know that other people will have to keep the records and what have you. So that is the problem. We should this ego should we should stop this ego fight. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Mr. Godwin, we get you as channels back. You were speaking to us on the fertilizer issue. Mr. Negedu. Yeah, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Negedu. Yes. Mr. Godwin Negedu is the Executive Secretary of Fertilizer Producers and Suppliers Association of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Mr. Negedu, let me go straight to the point. You saw the story on the front page of National Economy this morning and that yes. of the leadership. Yes. Yeah. So tell us, how has the partnership between the private sector and government impacted fertilizer production in Nigeria, at least? since the commencement of the presidential fertilizer initiative in 2016. Uh, good morning again. I apologize. Uh, we had some technical issues uh, on our side here. Uh, but it's good to be on the show. I, we read the uh, report this morning. And um, from our perspective, it's been very exciting working with the federal government, particularly the president, in trying to make sure that we build our capacity to produce not just um, um, 
uh, what we call generic fertilizers, but very specific fertilizers that our crops would require. Uh, prior to now, Nigeria relied heavily on imported fertilizers, which do not necessarily specify uh, the kind of fertilizers we need per region or per crop. Uh, so the, the, the aim of the initiative has been to grow that capacity locally so that our farmers can come and request for um, fertilizers that would directly meet their requirements vis-a-vis uh, -vis their soil and their crops. Uh, before we started this initiative, we had uh, we had uh, just two functional blending plants in the country, uh, but uh, as of now, we have 46 blending plants in the country. Please bear in mind, these blending plants are production plants that is private sector investment. This is not government money. This is not government uh, investment. This is private sector investment. But uh, private sector investing because the environment is conducive uh, to, to invest. So um, it's been very good. Uh, the president has also encouraged by restricting the importation of what we can produce here. And that has poured up interest to invest more in the space. Uh, right now we have built our, grown our capacity to produce fertilizer locally from uh, 2 million tons prior to when this program started to 7 million tons now. Our consumption is uh, something around 2, 2 million tons of fertilizer per annum. So we are more than we have more than enough capacity today to meet our fertilizer um, requirements. So uh, for us, it's been a fantastic um, work with uh, government, and uh, we are seeing the classic example of how private-public partnership should be. Yes, where do you see Nigeria in food production? Uh, where I see Nigeria in food production now, or uh, yes, from now. Well, where I see Nigeria in the next um, five years, if we continue, if we continue in this trajectory, this this trajectory is uh, the government making the environment conducive. Nigeria will continue, will be a net exporter of um, of um, of um, food crops. Not only food crops, but more importantly, cash crops. Uh, what are the things government is doing positively now? Things that can be produced locally here. Nigeria is actively restricting importation so that our farmers can be encouraged to go to the field. Now, yes, the prices of food will go up uh, because of some of this restriction. But it's a temporal, in my view, it will be a temporal increase because uh, more people will be attracted into farming because of the high prices. Obviously, with that, uh, there will be a boom and the prices of these things become, uh, uh, will come down. But um, the environment keeps being conducive because the input space that the farmers require to produce is, is being made, is, is very much um, available. Before now, we imported most of our, in, our inputs. But right now, Nigeria produces its own seeds. Nigeria produces its own fertilizers. And not just any fertilizer, the specific ones that our crops would require. Uh, it's, only, it's only a matter of time and uh, 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 you know, the, uh, we'll continue to see those boom across, uh, across, across the years. So for us, it's very exciting. Uh, we only need to be focused. Uh, some of the issues and challenges, I want to believe government is already tackling that. 
uh, to ensure that farmers are encouraged to go back uh, to their fields and farms. And so far, the reports have been, have, have been positive. All right. Many thanks to you, Mr. Gideon Negedu, Executive Secretary of Fertilizer Producers and Supplier Section of Nigeria, FEPSAN. Thank you for joining us at Inside Nigeria this morning. Thank, you. Thank you for joining us too. It has been a fruitful day. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. All right. We need to go on a short break. When we come back for the second segment, we shall be talking to Ayo Oladele. Ayo Oladele is a Russian-based IT expert and lawyer. We'll be back shortly. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back from the short break. And we are still on Inside Nigeria with my co-host, Winifred Ogbebo. Welcome this, back. <laughs> all right, in this uh, second segment, yes. we shall be looking at the plan by the Federal Inland Revenue Service, FIRS, to establish Federal Revenue Court, a special court, to deal with tax matters in Nigeria. And of course, we shall be talking with Ayo Oladele. Ayo Oladele is an IT expert, lawyer, and business developer. He's speaking with us from the city of Northbridge in Russia. Good morning, Ayo. Good afternoon from North Everest. Is that in Russia? Yes. Okay. It's 10.35 Nigerian time in Abuja here. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your talk show. Thank you so much, Ayo. This is Leadership Breakfast Show inside Nigeria. You are welcome. Yes, thank you. I know you've been following development back home in Nigeria, Ayo. Yes. So what is your take on the plan by Nigeria's Federal Inland Revenue Service to establish a special federal revenue court in Nigeria? Well, that would be a good um, win for the legal system. Usually in European countries, we have such um, smaller or district courts as you can decide to name them or call them. And this helps to fast track the justice system and ensure that um, justice is served depending on the type of litigation. But in this case, we are going to be considering white collar crimes. So there is no need for someone who has evaded task, um, tax to go to the regular proceedings where you have some severe criminal cases. And considering um, the fact that in the Nigerian legal system, we have um, cases where a lot of um, people are yet to be tried in court because probably there's a traffic congestion. This will be a very good way out. So there's a special court for financial um, disputes or financial crimes, and this will help things to be able to work much more easier for the legal system and the practitioners. Also, another thing the FIROS is seeking is also the inclusion of a VAT in the exclusive list. So what is your take on that? They are asking for two reliefs now. The establishment of federal revenue court and uh, the inclusion of VAT in the exclusive list? Well, I think um, the issue of VAT should still go about some debate. Probably the Ministry of Commerce will be players in this case too, because um, if the burden through taxation is too much, it will also affect the fluidity of business process. So I think um, it should be given a second thought and whatever will be most comfortable for Nigerians should be the special consideration. 
Okay, Ayo. There are also plans by Nigerian IPS Bank, the Central Bank of Nigeria, to introduce electronic Naira, e-Naira in Nigeria. I know you are vast in this area. What is your take about Nigeria's e-Naira? Uh, first of all, I would say um, I'm very interested and curious as this is actually my sphere. I'm, I'm a specialist in cyber, cyber and IT law. And of course, when we're talking about um, electronic money in the crypto space, these are special considerations that you can throw away. It's a very good um, motive. It's very interesting. Most of other countries are expanding their financial strength to the crypto space and i think nigeria should not be left in this race however i've been trying to lay my hands on some documents as to this regards to have further information um but i hope the cbn will release maybe a light paper or a white paper somewhere um all people who are thinking of business integrations or any form of legal regulations that will guide business processes can see how all these things will work. Of course, and this will be a very good insight for our financial institutions to know how they can integrate their payment system into the ENAR. So uh, it will be good to know if the CBN will have a blockchain of its own and will there, what will be the set price for this e, um, Naira in the global um, blockchain space and um, crypto market. So I think um, between now and October before the launch, we'll be able to get more details from CBN and then third party players who would want to run maybe digital exchange or any, any form of decentralized finance services will be able to benefit from it. And it will be a win-win for everyone. But it's a welcome, welcome development and um, I encourage our people to embrace these changes in the financial space. With us, we go on a short break. When we come back, we will continue the discussion. Welcome back. We have been speaking with Ayo Oladele. Ayo Oladele is a business developer, IT expert, and lawyer based in Russia. Ayo. Yes, please. Oh, good. So we, we go back to the issue of the revenue caught by the Nigeria Federal Inland Revenue Service. Yes. Now, over time, there have been debates as to who should the custodian of value-added tax, which is VAT. Many people have described a situation where VAT is collected in a more, a more productive area and to be shared to a less productive area as a classical case of monkey, the work, baboon, the chop in Nigerian local parlance. Do you share in that uh, a notion? Well, the thing is, um, if we want to be sincere to ourselves, most of the things we buy when we purchase some forms of goods and services, they are 
already taxed in most cases. So um, there are instances where we have double taxation, okay? So um, I've heard about instances where um, maybe someone is coming from abroad to have a party in Nigeria and decide to buy a Gucci shoe, for an example. And then at the airport, they say, oh, where's the receipt for this purchase? You have to pay value added tax. But meanwhile, the person has already paid this tax um, in the country of purchase. But um, it's a very dicey and complicated situation um, that really need to be trashed out. In most cases, people feel reluctant to pay these um, taxes because like, it should come with, um, it should automatically be sorted out. But the issue of who should take, <laughs> who should take the um, tax system, it's, I would rather shy away a little bit from this stuff because I'm not a tax lawyer, of course, and I'm not so vibrant in this case. But I think um, we should always avoid um, double taxation. And even if, um, they are going to be taxed for goods and services. There should be a balance. It should cut across the board. And some sectors should not be left out if we're going to have an overall form of taxation. Many thanks to you, Ayo Oladele, for creating time to be part of our show this morning inside Nigeria. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. We look forward to have more of you on this show, Ayo. Thank you very much. Ayo Oladele, IT expert, business developer and lawyer, spoke to us from city of Northbridge in Russia. Thank you so much. We've come Ayo. to the end of the show. Yes, we have. But tomorrow is still another day. All right, tomorrow is another day. Listeners, there, thank you for being with us from the hour of 10 to this moment. Keep it up with us tomorrow for another edition of Inside Nigeria. Winifred, it's time to say bye bye. Yeah. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.